Well, hello, church. We are super, super, super glad to be connecting with you today. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, next week, um, we are starting a brand new series called Don't Miss This. Uh, I feel like it's going to be a really, really, really fun way to kick off 2021. Um, I think it's going to be really interesting, um, and it should be a lot of fun. Today, though, uh, we are doing something that we've never done before. Um, we decided uh, a few months ago that the way that we wanted to close out 2020 was have one service, uh, online only, um, just one service, one family. Um, all of us together, just kind of watching and, and, and kind of being together. And so wherever you're at right now, wherever you're watching, whatever platform you're watching on, whether it's Facebook or your church online or you're on YouTube, um, just use the chat feature and let us know that you're here. Um, again, we're so incredibly grateful and blessed to be able to connect with you today. Next week, um, we're going to be right here, back on site, and everything's going to be, we're, we're going to hit the ground running in 2021. Um, let me set today up like this. Um, most of us, not all of us, but probably most of us can remember growing up with some really good commercials. Now, I don't know if they make them like this anymore. I don't know if they make them like they used to. I don't watch a lot of TV um, in fact, most of us today, if you have a DVR, what happens when the commercials come on? What do you do? You just fast forward through them, right? And, and, and Netflix and Hulu are like the greatest things in the world because they don't even have commercials. And so you don't even have to watch that. You can just binge right through. But, but growing up as a kid, like we didn't have a lot of fast forwarding through commercial options. Like we, we couldn't do that at all. But there were some good commercials. Um, now bear with me because these are like, 80s and 90s commercials, all right? But, but these were some of the best ever. For example, how many of you remember the Budweiser commercials? Started with some frogs. Remember those? Remember the frogs? Bud, 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 Wise, Bud, Bud. And the little frogs hopping over to the little girl gecko. Wise, err, and uh, some they just kind of leave you with like maybe the frog and gecko hooked up. I don't know, but out of that, out of that came the next generation of commercials, which was really crazy. It was like a a cultural phenomenon. You remember this when they start when these guys started calling each other, and that started the whole what's up thing. Remember that? Like everybody did that. Like you couldn't call anybody on the phone without somebody answering the phone. Like what's up? What's up? It was so incredibly annoying, but everybody did it. It caught on. It was great. These are commercials. There are so many commercials, even today, that, that kind of make you laugh. Then there are some that make you cry. And, and sometimes they don't even have to speak. And you don't even know what the product is. You just watch a commercial, and you just melt down like this one. Check this out.
I don't even know what that was but that's just sad isn't it seriously there are commercials that make you think commercials that make you want to go out and buy captain crunch or a new car or go get a hamburger or whatever all kinds of different commercials now the reason i'm talking about commercials so much is because there was one that came out in about 1997 it was a commercial by apple and listen um you all know me i'm not an apple guy don't love the mac hate the iPhone, um, but this is one of the greatest commercials ever made. Check this out. Here's to the crazy ones, the misfits, the rebels, the troublemakers, the round pegs in the square holes, the ones who see things differently. They're not fond of rules and they have no respect for the status quo. You can quote them, disagree with them, glorify or vilify them. About the only thing you can't do is ignore them. Because they change things. They push the human race forward. And while some may see them as the crazy ones, we see genius. Because the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world who do. The message of that commercial is fascinating. Like that commercial, like seriously, if you just close your eyes, you could all agree that almost sounds like it belongs in the Bible somewhere because it is so powerful, right? We've been in this series called Christmas Fits. Um, and, and, and if I could be honest with you, that commercial 
inspired this series. Because did you know that Jesus himself was considered a misfit? We don't really think of him like that. But one of the mistakes that that I think that we make as Christians, and, and listen, I made this mistake for many years. But one of the mistakes that we make is when we read the Bible, when we read stories about Jesus, we think that people back in Jesus' day saw him the same way that we see him today. And that's just not true. Jesus was a carpenter for the majority of his life. He was in obscurity. And, and then he steps into ministry. And everywhere he went while he's doing ministry, people are like, well, what, 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 what gives you authority? Like, like what makes you think that, that you can stand in front of us and teach? Who gave you this authority? You're not qualified. You're not able to teach. What gives you the right to stand and teach on things of God? And, and Jesus was questioned no matter where he went, but Jesus keep, kept on teaching no matter what people said to him. He, he, was, he, he, was, he was considered to be an illegitimate child. And, and, and think about this, because just, just think through this. Let's kind of set this up. We, we've talked about this for weeks in this series, but do you think that everybody bought into the virgin birth story? No! Would you buy into it? Like if somebody told you about it, are you buying into that? No, absolutely not. Nobody bought into that. And so Jesus was considered crazy. People thought Jesus was absolutely crazy. And then, <laughs> to make his case kind of even worse, as you look through the Bible, like look who he surrounded himself with. Like nobody sane would surround themselves with the people that Jesus surrounded himself with. Like, like think about these people. First of all, there's Peter. And you've heard me say this before. If you ever feel bad about who you are as a human being, all you need to do is go to the Bible and read about Peter. Like this guy, this dude, there's no way that Peter should have been one of the people that Jesus selected to change the world. He was impulsive. He cussed. P- Peter tried to kill a guy in front of Jesus. Crazy. But Jesus chose Peter. Then you got James and John. These guys were so self-centered. They were a bit impulsive too, but these guys were nuts. In fact, there's a story in the Gospel of Luke where Jesus is getting ready to go into this village. And, and the village kind of rejected Jesus. They wouldn't receive Jesus. And so James and John say to, to Jesus, they look at him and say, Hey, you want us to bring fire down on this village? Like you want us to call down fire and just kill everybody. Like no compassion. Like this, this is a Cobra Kai moment in the Bible right here. No mercy, right? They're just like, we're killing everybody. That, that was their attitude. These guys were jacked up. Then there's another guy. You've heard me talk about this guy a bunch. His name is Matthew. Ma- Matthew, man, we don't even have a category for how bad this dude was. He was such a bad person. He was a tax collector, right? Matthew not only turned his back on the nation of Israel, he turned his back on God. And while, don't miss this, while he was collecting taxes, in other words, while he's in the act of sinning, Jesus walks up to him and says, hey, Matthew, follow me. Not Matthew, stop it. Not Matthew, clean up your act. Not, hey, Matthew, you need to go for school, to school for 10 years. He goes, hey, come follow me. Matthew, I want you to be on my team. Now, for time's sake, I'm not going to go through all 12, um, but the last one I want to kind of hit on is a guy named Simon. Simon the Zealot is really what the Bible says about him. Now, we, we never talk about this guy, never talk about Simon the Zealot. But here's what's fascinating about Simon the Zealot. Zealots hated, 
hated two types of people, Romans and tax collectors. And that's what Matthew was, right? And so don't miss this. Jesus didn't just go to people who thought the same way as each other or thought the same way as him. In fact, this would be like the most liberal Democrat and the most conservative Republican sitting down at the same table with Jesus. And right here, Jesus is communicating to us, hey, you don't have to think the same way to be at my table. Isn't that fascinating? Isn't that awesome? Not just mind-blowing that Jesus got a tax collector and a zealot to sit down. We can't even get Republicans and Democrats to sit down in the same room. And Jesus is bringing people like that together and setting them down at the same table. That's amazing. Now, with all that in mind, with this group of people right here, these guys, plus a few others, Jesus used them to change the world. There's a section of scripture um, in Matthew. It's Matthew chapter 16. It's actually probably my favorite portion of scripture. Um, Jesus is, is standing around with, with these guys, and he's asking them, who, who do people say that I am? You know, I know people are talking about me, and I know you guys are all up to date on social media, and you're seeing all the things that people are saying. And, and th- so so what, what's it like? Like what, like, what are they saying about me? If you're familiar with this passage, they start telling him names of, of other people that, that people thought were crazy, that people thought were freaks, that people thought were outcasts, that people really thought were misfits. And all of a sudden, he looks at Peter and he says, hey, Pete, what about you? Who do, who do you say that I am? And Peter says, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. In other words, Peter's like, you're the one, man. You're the one we've been waiting for. And Jesus says, yes. And upon that statement, Upon that statement, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Now, there's something I saw the other day when I was putting this together. If you know the background of this, um, Jesus is in an area of the world called Caesarea Philippi. This was not a good place. Caesarea Philippi was just nasty. I don't have time to develop that and get into that um, today, but it was just not a good place. But don't miss this. Peter got the revelation of who Jesus was at Caesarea Philippi. Think about that. In one of the ungodliest places in the world, God spoke to Peter and revealed to Peter who Jesus was. Translation, no matter where you are in life right now, God can speak to you. If you feel like you're super close to God, God can speak to you. If you feel like you're further away from God than you've ever been in your life, God can speak to you. If God can speak to Peter at Caesarea Philippi, God can speak to us at any time, any place, during any position or any circumstance in our life. We don't have to pray the right prayers or do the right thing or wear the right clothes. All we have to be doing is be open to hearing his voice because if he he speaks to Peter, Accessory of Philippi, he can speak to us anywhere. And Jesus tells him, Jesus says, I'll tell you, Peter, on this rock, meaning on this statement that you just made, I will build my church. 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 And then this last part, he says, in the gates of hades or the gates of hell. A lot of scholars believe that Jesus would have pointed because in the area they were at, or actually the gates of hell, that's a place where people believe that the demons came in and entered and exited the world and, and, and came and dwelled on earth. And, and he, people believe that he, he points right there and he says, in the gates of hell, 
The gates of Hades will not overcome it. And don't miss this because the symbolism here is so powerful. Jesus is basically saying, hey, Peter and all you guys, listen to me. I'm going to start a movement. And, and, and those people, the people around us that are ungodly, the people that, that, that everyone is saying are outcasts, that they're misfits, that they're, they're crazy, and they're just so outside of the box and nobody wants anything to do with them. They're nasty. They're messy. Hey, those people are going to become our people. Those people that you think have completely lost their way, those people, they're going to become our people. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that incredible? You know, Jesus is still doing that today. He's still speaking that same thing today. He's still building great churches. And, and he's still calling people to step out and storm the gates of hell, knowing that when we put him first, the gates of hell cannot prevail against the movement that he is doing. We have a, an amazing staff on our team here at Central. Amazing group of people that have bought into this idea that, hey, Jesus really is the Messiah. He really is the son of the living God. A, a team that believes that only Jesus can bring about the change that people so desperately need. A group of misfits, if you will, who are just crazy enough to believe that we can still storm the gates of hell in 2021. Here's what they have to say. Hey church, my name is Melissa and I'm the worship director at Central. Today I want to take a quick look back at 2020 from the perspective of the worship team. We made a lot of great videos this year as a worship team. Videos are fun to do, but they do take a lot of planning and organization to get it right. Early in the year, the worship team along with many congregation members helped create a cardboard testimony video of the song Rescue Story, telling the stories of the sin and despair that God has rescued each of us from. And this was the start of many videos that the production team would help create as we underwent a lockdown and worked to meet as a very small team of people to get a few videos online for church services. Now let's talk music. Throughout the year, the team has learned and led 15 new songs from the stage. There's so many amazing songs released all year long, and it's hard to choose what songs to learn and develop, but this team works hard to bring great music for worship each week. This ministry is one that is ever-changing and evolving, so it's important to continue working on new things to keep it fresh and exciting. Now this team, I get to work with some amazing people on this team. Each musician and technician has grown this year in the development of their skills and their relationship with the Lord. Through some training with our consultant, Jeremy Yoder, stretching ourselves with new and different songs, the use of some different instruments, we all have grown. Jeremy has assisted all of us and this team to become better at what we do. He encouraged us, but he also challenges us. Well, everyone here is extremely talented and devoted to the music and the worship experience, none of us are the best at what we do. There are always ways to learn and grow. Specifically in the area of instruments, we have added a violin this year. It's exciting to add new members to the team, to see this team grow and develop in new and different ways. Seriously, what great blessings we saw in the worship team in 2020. So goals for 2021. 
We want this team to continue to grow. We want more musicians. If you play an instrument, please come and talk to me about how we might be able to work on the onboarding process with you to play on this worship team. It is such a privilege to work with this worship team, and I find so much joy in worshiping with all of you on the weekends. I am looking forward to a great year ahead in 2021, and I want to thank you for opening up your own hearts to worship this year. So here's to a great year ahead. God bless. Hi, my name is Pastor Gary, and it is so much fun being a part of the Connect team, being able to learn new things every week, to be on the front line of sharing Jesus from the parking lot to the sanctuary, knowing God has a place for us where our unique abilities and passions can make the greatest impact in the lives of others is so rewarding. I believe your life will make sense as you find and develop and fulfill your purpose. You're not just a volunteer. God has created you for something greater. And even though this year has had its challenges, our Connect team has continued to create and build and reinforce a culture of hospitality. Everyone has been so faithful and loving, both on our campus and on our online services. We begin a new schedule that allows the Connect team the flexibility to pick two times a month that they will serve at each service. We call these teams the red team, which serves the first and third weekends, and the black team, which serves the second and fourth weekends. We've also implemented new church communications for our team and our guests so that we can stay connected. This year, we wanted to give our first-time guests the opportunity to make an impact and be a blessing. By choosing one of our organizations that we support, we make a donation in their name and give them a central t-shirt. On their second visit with us, they receive a follow-up gift. Our goal is to be able to show God's love each and every week to our guests and show that we care that they took the time to be a part of what God is doing here at Central. Plus, we want you to know that when you bring a guest, we are ready to serve them and welcome them to Central. As we move into 2021, I believe God has so much more for us. One area that we'll be implementing is our plan and experience for our guests. When a guest goes online and fills out that form, letting us know that what service they will be attending, our Connect team will be waiting for them to assist them in any way we can. From having their name on the guest parking stall to a welcome sign just for them, from making their kids check in easy to escorting them to the sanctuary. We want to build relationships with our guests and help in taking their next steps. And it is so awesome to see God move. And there is so much more that you can be a part of in 2021. In Philippians 1.9, it says, My prayer for you is that you will overflow more and more with the love for others. At the same time, keep on growing in spiritual knowledge and insight. Hello, my name is Chelsea Jasky. I am the 712 Youth Director here at Central. And I'm just gonna take this time to talk about some of the victories that we've had in the past years, or in the past year, and then look forward to 2021 and years beyond and some of the things that uh, we look forward to implementing. So, you know, one of the most, I think, important victories that a youth director can have is just seeing evidence of changed lives, uh, changed lives of the students. And we have absolutely, over the past year, seen 
seen students boldly and courageously taking their next steps of faith. Um, we've had baptisms. We've had students taking it upon themselves to uh, bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to their friend circles. And, so, you know, sometimes I just take a moment to step back on our Wednesday nights and Friday nights and just look around the room and see just a room full of students from all ages, all races, all genders, all backgrounds coming together through Jesus Christ and just doing life together and supporting each other and helping each other. And to me, again, as a youth director, that's one of the greatest victories that I could possibly ever imagine is seeing the evidence of Jesus working through their lives on a daily basis. Uh, one of the more other tangible uh, victories we've had in the last year is we've implemented a student-led worship team. Um, and it's completely student-led, so they take the time to pick the songs out each week and to practice each week and provide that time for us on a weekly basis basis to just worship the Lord through sound and through music, uh, which has been an awesome addition to our Wednesday night youth group. And then one last final victory that we've had that you guys at Central have been a huge part of is we've moved into our very own 712 Youth Center um, that we completely own. And it's been awesome to just have the space um, where we can have food and faith and fun and games to be able to do, you know, things that we weren't able to do because we were limited by our space. So those are just kind of some of the things that we've really been excited about this last year. Uh, but of course, there's always things that we can improve as well. And and one of those is we have two distinct programs. We have our Wednesday night youth group night, um, and then we also have our Friday night outreach program, which is ultimately a time for students to come together with their friends and hang out. And we see such an incredible opportunity to bridge that gap between the two programs, to just bring conversations about Jesus into that space, so that way Jesus is reaching as many hearts and as many homes as possible. Uh, and also one other improvement we'd like to see too, just with any thing in life is just more communication, um, to be more transparent as a leadership team about some of the topics that we're discussing, some of the issues that are coming up in our large and small group discussions, to really have that three-way communication between the students, between their families, and between our youth ministry. And so just building that relationship with the families of the students as well is something that we really hope to improve in the next year. Uh, some of the dreams and goals that we have are things that we're going to start implementing right away is a mentorship program. We have um, some incredible older, you know, junior and senior students who whose walks of faith can really help some of the younger students within our ministry. And we realize that there is kind of a gap just in age and experience between the leadership team that we can really use to bridge with our high school students, um, mentoring some of those middle school and younger students. Uh, and then one other goal that we really have that COVID has kind of put a damper on uh, is mission trips. We have a lot of students who have heart postures towards servanthood, and so we really, really want to expand our mission, our field beyond just the walls of the Carroll community, and be able to go on mission trips where they can utilize their strength and just see the ways that Jesus is impacting uh, the world around them through them. Uh, so those are some things that we really hope and are excited to look forward to in the coming years. And I've said this before, but as I wrap up, I just want to say thank you to Central Church. You guys have been so supportive ever since I've stepped into this role as youth director, and I can't wait to just see the ways that God has continued to use our youth ministry to impact the lives of people around us and impact the lives of our students. Um, and so if you're ever interested in helping out, just feel free to reach out to me. Feel free to just pop on by on a Wednesday or Friday night just to, again, 
see the ways that Jesus Christ is moving in the lives of our students and the people around us. I hope you guys are having a wonderful holiday season and I look forward to seeing everybody in 2021. One of my earliest memories was being at a carnival. I couldn't have been more than a few years old. My mother was getting me settled on one of the rides, and I was far more excited about the ride next to my current ride. Um, exasperated, my mother said, why can't you be happy with what you have? Why do you always want the next thing? I didn't realize this was going to become the story of my life. Um, I haven't met many of you, and like many of us here, I'm involved in, in a lot of different areas. On Sundays, and while well, you don't usually see me, is a, a up in the loft upstairs uh, supporting the worship team with the creation and presentation of the graphic elements. Um, officially, I'm the director of advancement, which means I support John and Ryan with the church business side of things, uh, human resources, and our strategy and development. What if 2020 was the year we had been waiting for personally and as a church family? A year so uncomfortable, so painful, so scary, it forced us to change and continues to change us. Looking back at 2020, um, a few things have been accomplished with growth. Um, we've added a new campus in Creston and a shout out to Chris and Jim, doing a lot with a little and being a needed voice in the community. A change in youth leadership, bringing Chelsea in to drive that ministry in 712. Um, Melissa becoming our full-time worship leader, moving away from her kids program responsibilities. Um, Jen coming on board to lean and further develop our kids program. And Gary's continuing to strengthen our connection component, including a number of areas is, um, such as our ongoing growth track program and connect teams. And John, who seemingly is able to perform the near impossible on a daily basis in the world of running the church business, usually the near impossible comes from Ryan's challenges. And Ryan continuing his growth as our pastor, providing us his unwavering support and allowing space for vision and leadership. And then our elders for their support and guidance through all of this. And then finally, to all of you who can continue to push yourselves out of your comfort zones and make a difference. So for 2021, um, I've taken the phrase, the new normal out of circulation and replaced it with when it changes. How does this work in online and the digital ministries and how do they play in this space? How is this reflected in community outreach and connection? Right now, it's way more questions than answers, but we will not sit passively and idly by waiting for it to happen. That's not us and that's not central. In late 2019, we developed a strategic plan. Let's just say God had other plans, and as we were refining the plan in spring 2020, the world changed. We are now preparing our plan for 2021 to have a leadership and strategy session around those issues of when it changes. How might that redefine growth and attendance, and how is, is growth defined? What does that mean for digital and online? How are we going to approach the community and outreach? I have opinions, but I don't have a lot of answers yet. Um, who we are as central, our foundation, will remain the same. We're going to get most of the way there, and we aren't going to have all the answers, but I know we will continue to grow and succeed for several reasons. We have a smart and faithful leadership team and elders. We have your support, commitment, and your comments and concerns, and we have the unwavering support of God. And so back to what I said about why can't you be happy with what you have, and why do you always want the next thing? 
as a Christian, it has redefined what that means for me. I understand happiness is a choice I make on a daily, sometimes minute-by-minute basis. And as far as the next thing, as a Christian, I understand there will always be a next step on this journey. So yes, I will always want the next thing for me and for all of you. And so as you often, so often hear Ryan say, the best is yet to come. Hey Central, Jen Mason here. Kids Central 2020 has been a year of changes and flexibility. I took over as the Kids Ministry Director in May and I've been blessed to be a part of welcoming kids back when we opened our doors. Even with the changes and uncertainty of the year, Kids Central has been sharing the love of Jesus on site and online as we continue to keep kids connected and growing in their faith. One of our greatest victories this year has been the dedicated teachers who show up week to week and the kids who come on Sunday mornings excited to learn about God. We were able to start our Awana programming in October, and even though we've taken a short break, we look forward to Awana 2021. Something new to look forward to in January is our new Kids Church curriculum. We will be starting Bright, which is a new weekend curriculum from the Awana organization, and I am super excited to begin. As part of the Kids Central 2021 vision, we will be recruiting new teachers who want to share their love of Jesus with our awesome kids. A dream for the future of Kids Central is to develop ongoing opportunities for teacher growth personally and building team connections. And another dream, creating even stronger partnerships with our Central families. Our Kids Central team is working with families to provide opportunities for them to grow in their faith together. Together, we can make a difference in kids' lives here at Kids Central. Now, here are just a few thoughts from our Kids Central students and teachers. Why do you like Kids Church? Because you get to learn about Jesus and do fun crafts. All right, Sammy, why do you like to teach Kids Church? I like teaching Kids Church because I like the connections that you can make with the kids and getting to see them week after week. I get to add on to what they've done each week and just kind of build on that. Lily, why do you like coming to Kids Church? Um, I like all the crafts we do and all the things we learn about God. Deb, why do you like teaching Kids Church? Oh, I love the little kids and watching them learn and grow in everything we teach them. I'm John Sampson, Executive Director here at Central Church. Some of you may be wondering, what exactly does an Executive Director or Church do? Well, my main capacity is day-to-day -day operations of the church and ensuring Pastor Ryan doesn't get bogged down in the details. I've taken up production duties like online service preparation, overseeing on-site video production, and more. And I'm also involved with the social media here at Central. As I look back in 2020, the way we were able to transition to online only during the spring quarantine was really a big deal. Thankfully, we were working toward a greater online presence, so we were prepared when it was forced upon us. Our social media presence has grown as well. Plus, our YouTube channel has developed nicely in the past year. We also relaunched our website, which is much easier to use, has more features, and is a valuable tool for Central to reach people for Christ. You'll find that at yourcentralchurch.com. As we approach 2021, I'm excited to see how far we can take our video production and find new ways to engage people. I want to provide an excellent experience for everyone watching online, as well as when they encounter our website and social media. Improving our online worship videos is another area I'll work on. I intend to learn more skills and train others, developing a creative production team who desires to glorify God in all they do. 
I plan to recruit more people to grow our production volunteer rotation from camera operators and video switchers to light operators and video editors. And if I piqued your interest here, please talk to me or email me at john at yourcentralchurch.com. I'm eager to take our production and social media teams to the next level. Multiplying your team of talented, bought-in volunteers is one of my chief goals for 2021 and beyond. I dream of offering the best digital products we can, whether online services or social media, to truly engage the people of West Central Iowa for Christ. I'm excited to see how God will move here at Central Church in the coming year and look forward to taking our next steps together. Now, our goal for 2021 is to reach as many people as possible with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We want to take the name of Jesus, and we want to make the name of Jesus famous in our communities. 2021, listen to me, church, 2021 is going to belong to the misfits. And so Central Church, here's what I would say to you at the end of a very long, very trying year. Here's to the crazy ones, the misfits, the rebels, the troublemakers, the round pegs in the square holes, the ones who see things differently. They're not fond of rules and they have no respect for the status quo. You can quote them, disagree with them, glorify or vilify them. But the one thing you can't do is ignore them because they change things. They push the gospel forward. And while some may see them as the crazy ones, we see genius. Because the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. Let's storm the gates of hell together, church. Let's make 2021 the best year ever by proclaiming the name of Jesus like never before. Because in Jesus, the best really is yet to come. I love you, and I can't wait to be with you again.